That is so crazy. The delay on that is insane. <laughs> like, I'm on one when you start on three. It's, like, <laughs> it's so way out. <laughs> Just got to stay going focused, on, Kev? Man. You got to stay focused. Yeah, I mean, Remain focused. Try. Uh, well, all right. <laughs> What's up, Kev? What's going on, man? Man, chilling. Chilling. You know that uh, that Gangstar song, Right Where, right where You Stand? Yes. Big shout to Jada Kiss, by the way, and the whole Locks crew. <laughs> that was rough. I need to write a song called Right Where I Lay Down, because that's where I end up taking a nap. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome, man. I, I've been there for years. I was there in my 20s, wherever. Oh, I know. Once it was, once it was nap time, it was nap time, and there's no turning back. <laughs> Be like ready to record it. Where's Trek? Sleep. <laughs> sleep, man. Sleep. If if anybody wonders what happened in my career, sleep. <laughs> so I was tired. I was tired the whole time. Oh, if you man. see me on the next episode, I was tired. Mm-hmm. You bought the price I paid record, I was tired. <laughs> tired. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, that Jada. It was... So you watched it? It's funny that that's the one you picked to watch? No, 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 no. Um, Actually, I highlights. You know what I'm saying? So, but when he... When they did the... the, I don't know what the name of the song is, but the song with uh, G-Unit, I'm from New York, and he was like, come see me, I'm outside. Mm. I'm I'm not in Miami, I'm not in whatever. I'm like, oh no, this is a crazy speech. And then... He, you know, was like, I'm outside. And then 100 Guns, 100 Clips. I'm from New York. I was like, New York got to be so proud right now. <laughs> like, if I was from New York, I would be like, yes, this is what we be. Like, that would be it for me. You know what I mean? It would be like, you know, like if Cube did a versus, I would have completely forgot about, like, I've, there's songs I forget about until I hear them and I go, oh, man, that was crazy. Like, right. if Cube did that speech... And then dropped How to Survive in South Central. Ooh. We would just, we would all lose it. Like, everybody would lose it. Even if you was from, like, like oh, Pacoima, man. you would just lose it. Like, it wouldn't matter. So, yeah. They'd have to. That's, they'd have to. That's the jam. Did they tear down? They tore down the sports arena, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, they'd have to rebuild it to do that. To do they that versus. Would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't even do it at the forum. Party would have to be done by Uncle Jam's army, like period. You know what I'm saying? Long Beach Convention Center. (laughs) What? (laughs) Wait, (laughs) dang. We we got to go back. Yeah, it would would be. Who would it be? Who would the verses be? We we gonna do? We just gonna talk for a minute. Who would a Ice Cube do verses with? Would it be DJ Quick? Would it be? Well, that's the thing, right? Because if you do quick, you got to do eight. Quick versus eight, yes. Quick versus eight. But that would be a, I that, love eight, but that would be a slaughter. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, grow. I mean, okay. Let me not. Let me not. Let's. Let me not. I think that's it. inside. I love eight, that's though. a little bit of inside baseball, though. I think it's a little bit too much for the youngs. Is it? I mean, we had Teddy Riley versus Babyface. How much? I mean. <laughs> Could you just could you just do Q versus the rest of NWA? Because <laughs> you don't want to at this point. You can't because Snoop already did his, so, and you can't do Q versus Snoop anyway. Oh, that would be uh, that would be tight. I think I think I got dope, the answer. So, all right. <laughs> but they, I mean, God bless Easy's not around anymore, but. You know, at this point, Easy would just be chilling, laughing at everybody. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or being laughed at. I love Easy, but yes. <laughs> be one or the other. Um, no, Q versus Snoop would be nice if, if Snoop hadn't already done his. It'd be like kind of the, I don't know, like the original West Coast. Or I'm sorry, I don't want to say West Coast in total because the, the Bay Area had, you know, too short. Yeah. But, um, you know... Los Angeles voice, Los Angeles and surrounding area voice, and then Snoop was the 
I'd say the second, you know, I second coming, if you will, in a different, in a total different way. Hmm. I'm trying to word this correctly because I don't really know how I'm trying to word it, but Ooh. Q when Q dropped, like the the nation was on notice about about the city in the area. We're doing the we're doing the thing that I also, and it's not that I hate it. I don't care. But the, <laughs> these are the verses we want. It's like you just had a dope verses, no, and now you're saying, "Oh, I want all this other stuff." <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't. But we never. No, said no, no. We I'm just. We're just trying to figure out who. Yeah, <laughs> who would Cube go against? Like, I'm not gonna. Look, let's be clear. I'm not gonna watch any of it. I'm just gonna. I'm just curious of who. No, you know the thing about the highlights of this Jada joint, Jada versus Dipset joint. Well, some of them were kind of like, "All right, what's happening now? He's trying to pull his shoe off. Like, what?" What are we doing? I didn't see a lot of it. Yeah. Because I was nice. I had had a couple drinks, and then I think everyone went to sleep early, so I turned it on, and I fell asleep about 20 minutes later. Posted a couple things. Anything I posted was based on a very brief five- to eight-minute window of me staying awake while watching this thing. So, Yo, if you... If you was drinking that whiskey that your wife got for your birthday, you definitely fell asleep. That's going to... That bottle is going to remain... However full it is now, or was that night, will, it will remain that way for another five, six years. I'm coming That's through. That's how it's I <laughs> Next time I fall through, we cracking that bottle, yo. Uh, we start there, and we move on. I was projecting, though, because as we were talking about Cube, all I could think was Hyro versus Fellowship. Oh, that would be nice. But we would be the only two people watching, nice. but hey. Yeah. You, me, and Fizz Ed. I wish the far side was still. <laughs> What's up, Fizz? Um, I wish the far side was still around because I could I could see some verses or if you know, rest in peace to Fife. But I'd like to see a Daylight versus Tribe mm. uh, versus that would be real, and especially with you know the recent news about Daylight, mm-hmm. um, which there's been several different confirmations from several different people. You talking that about that the, the Masters? True. The Masters joint, yeah. That's what's up. That's a big conversation. I want to have that on the other side before we. At some point, okay. I know it's not in our um, rundown, but that to me, that's a big talk for Rap Six Radio. Um, right. But you said you had some opening questions, so yes, we run this longer than normal, so let's continue to do so. Yes, um, a couple of things that the the streets are asking, <laughs> not necessarily me. Question one: Sure, which which uh, flavor of Pringles? Is the best flavor of Pringles original, original okay. and and followed by barbecue? Pro- provide provide evidence. Provide evidence. Yeah, just because. Yeah, I'm, I know better than the rest of you. Well, so there you stuff. go. All right, so, so, yeah, don't try it. Why why do Pringles come in a can shaped can? Uh, marketing man, it's a marketing thing. I think it's a brilliant marketing thing. It's the you know pop the top type thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, th- I, I, I say it's, be- it's I say it's so you can drink them if you need to, if you're hungry enough. You know the the turn up the bag at the end joint that you know that you that makes you look like a horrible, um, greedy American hmm. when you finish your chips. Disagree. That's that's just how you do it. I, that is how you do it. Um, it's like when you eat like Skittles or, or sunflower policy to you, like I yeah. shake them first and then you eat them. Yeah, it's, it's just, that's how you do it. If you don't do it that way, you're not even to say, I don't even know who you are. Um, no, I, I, I still think it's a marketing thing. It, it turned out to be a good usage, but I feel that I feel like every, all of the chips came in a bag and Pringles was like, yo, we can go the opposite direction. And was it a conscious choice to eat Pringles like a savage while you were doing that IG video? I do not actually eat Pringles like that. So yes, it was a very conscious choice. It was it was something that when I when I when I got the re- reaction from our um homeboy Omega, I was like, I did it. You did it. I did it. Did and it. I hope there were more people that reacted that way. Yes. Well, good. It was very conscious to to eat them and talk at the same time and yeah. But that's I not something it was that a, I would do on a regular basis. It was a power move. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I, I, thank you. Thank you. Nothing wrong. Thank I you support you. you. That means a lot. I, <laughs> I stand with you. <laughs> and one final question. Sure. What's up with the shoes? So here's the thing. All right, let me explain the shoes. Uh, there really isn't a lot of explanation here, but I'll, I'll run you guys briefly through the story. So um, I'm, I'm sitting on the couch uh, playing video games, which is something I actually hmm. don't normally do. And um, 
school started today. Oh, okay. Uh, this is it's Monday the 9th. Uh, yesterday, Sunday the 8th. My wife was like, we got to go to Old Navy. We're looking for a couple of final things for the kids. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's make a run. So I get up and I'm, you know, rushed to get dressed because my wife, anybody who knows my wife knows that when she's ready to leave, it's like everybody's out the house before you ever get a chance to get ready. So they're walking to the car, but they're talking to me. They're asking me questions. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, where's this? I can't find this. So where's the key to this? So I'm, I put on the first shoe and I'm responding to the questions and I just do what I naturally do, which is slide into the other shoe. Like it's, I wasn't even thinking about it. I'm answering questions, so I'm not thinking. I'm just going through the motions now. So <laughs> I get to my destination, our destination. And, man, I walked around that joint for, I swear, man, like 20 minutes. My my daughter was trying on clothes. And, <laughs> you know, and I'm holding my, my youngest daughter's hand. And I decide to look in the mirror. Like, I just, you know, they have the mirrors up. Yeah. And my, the funniest part is for my wife. I, well, I mean, I'm holding my little girl's hand, and I just, I don't know. I just turned to look in the mirror, like, you know, what? The, I don't know. Hopefully, I look all right right now. Like, I just rushed to get dressed, you know? And this is the part my wife laughs at the, laughs at the most. Audibly, like loudly, because it was a natural reaction. I saw my shoes and went, oh, no. <laughs> like, in the store. <laughs> like, oh, my God. And I'm like, I, my wife turned around like something happened, you know, <laughs> like somebody hurt himself. And I, I like walked behind one of the displays. I was like, yo, I got to get out of here. <laughs> this is crazy. Who does this? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that that's the whole thing. So then I just sat in the car for the rest of the trip. I didn't. I didn't. I took pictures to show the gram how stupid I was. And did well, I yeah, I think I'll, I'll post a picture. We'll post a picture up. But why don't you tell everybody what you did in case they did not see your Instagram? Oh, I wore I wore mismatched shoes um, outside, but not just any mismatched shoes, like green and dark gray. And one of the shoes was like you know slide on, you know type of shoe, and the other had like shoelaces. So I had to actually put a little bit. I didn't tie them, but I had to put a little effort to slide into one of them. So yeah, clearly severely mismatched. Yeah, it was. It wasn't just mismatch. It wasn't like two of the same shoe but different colors. It was like nah, this. Yeah, I thought you were. I bet you people thought you were doing something new. Mean crisscross. I hope not, not, man. TLC kind of situation. For the here's the thing for the people that might have thought that, see that's that's how you let your race down. Like that's how I let my people down. Like people, people would look. This is, I, I feel bad for black folks with that. Like because people looking like see black people are always doing something crazy. You know what I mean? And so now people think that one of us <laughs> would try that. It's just like no, that it was an accident. It's totally. Like, here's the here's the final thought or final final point on my end though. That's the second time I've done that. What? What? Yeah. I did it at work once. Wow. So all day. Just mobbed out. But it was two. It was the same type of shoe, but two different colors. Yeah. But I just That's slid acceptable. them on in, in the garage and mobbed out. And I got to work. But fortunately, I had some some running shoes in my gym bag. So I oh, switched okay. to those. But I've, yeah, <laughs> that's the second time. I've done, I've done it where I have my shoes lined up. And I grab, instead of grabbing the right and the left together... I grabbed the left and the right of the other pair. <laughs> Yo, but it, it it's a thing, man. Like, I, everyone was asking me stuff. Like, it's like, well, where are the keys? What happened to the, where are her shoes? And I'm like, yo, they're right there. That's, that's it over there. And at some point, I'm just in the car driving. I don't even know what was going on. It's funny and, that you're uh, really harping on yeah. that. Did you did you have the nerve to get mad at them for rushing you Not out of the all. house? Not at all, man. I, that is none of their fault. I'm just saying what happened. None of it is their fault. It's just what happened. Like that's that's the reason. Not excuse. Actual reason. Like it, I don't know. It just goes down like that. Right? That's funny because if my yeah, if I was with my daughter, she would say she would wait till we got to the store though. I'd say, Daddy, why did why do you, why do you do that? <laughs> Yo, that's the other thing, though. These, these women don't care about me at all. 20 minutes? Hmm. They didn't pay me no attention. If you guys want to know that my wife pays me zero attention, 
<laughs> just know that I walked around with a green and gray shoe. And my wife was none the wiser. <laughs> Jesus was like, whatever, fool. Just oh boy. You know. So yeah. Well, that that concludes our interview for today. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get to the other side, y'all. All right. <laughs> All right. Oh man. Let's go. <laughs> Rap Sucks Radio. Blah, 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 blah. What up, y'all? You are live on Rap Sucks Radio with your homeboy track life and your fam, Kev Sakota. I am the green shoe to your green shoe. <laughs> Oh man. A match green made shoe, in heaven. Shoe. Green shoe, gray shoe. <laughs> um, yo, thank you all for tuning in, man. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. Um, if you'd like to catch past episodes of Rap Sucks Radio, you can go to rapsucksradio.com or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. If you'd like to catch this on your television, you can go to BTSN. That's behind the scenes network. What you do is you download the app or channel on any uh on, I'm, I'm sorry, not any, but on your Roku or Amazon Fire devices. And uh, click on the Apple channel, and we are right there with plenty of other dope content. BTSN Behind the Scenes Network, we want in. And you can also catch us on YouTube when I decide to upload. But just remember that I do not care about your comments. I'm the comment tyrant. I will delete your comments, and your opinion never matters to me, period. All right, cool. Kev, this is an ill lineup you put up for this show. <laughs> This is just, it's just going to keep getting sillier. It, it, as the world does, and as my yeah. headphones fall all over the place, <laughs> um, as the world does, this, this line, these lineups do, all right, all right. <laughs> so let me, let me widen this out so I can read it. Okay, cool. Here we go. <laughs> all right. So Kev, who got to chill, uh, this month, man? I, I am. Giving this week's award to the entire hospitality industry, specifically <laughs> so, hotels. The hospitality industry got to chill. <laughs> so, oh man, and microwaves, by the way. So, <laughs> all right. So, the topic title for this is how to spend your stimpy like a champ. The reason is, specially themed hotels are doing too much. <laughs> Source, businessinsider.com and cnet.com. The players involved are KFC, Colonel Sanders, Star Wars, Galactic Star Cruiser, and six months of rent. <laughs> All right. All right. This is, I could stop reading this entire thing after this first note. You could. This, we could, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> KFC is opening a pop-up hotel in London where guests have their own press for chicken button and can get $139 of free food a night. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. That's our show. <laughs> that is great. A one-night stay will cost $154, it said, and guests can get up to $139 of free worth of free chicken. Hey, oh, God. <laughs> a black Cadillac, which, which KFC calls the Colonel Mobile, will pick up guests and take them to the pop-up hotel where their chick-in, chick-in, clerk will <laughs> greet them. The comp will greet them, the company said. Guests will have access to access to a private cinema, a hot winger arcade machine, and a chicken concierge service. They just have to push the press for chicken button and wait for free chicken to be delivered to their room. <laughs> Guests have a $139 balance during their stay for chicken orders. To prevent overconsumption, <laughs> guests can book only one night stays for a maximum of two people, according to Hotels.com, which will take the hotel's bookings from August 11th. Word. 
Okay. On the other end of the spectrum, Kev. <laughs> Star Wars Galactic Star Cruisers immersive weekend will cost you at least $4,809, just over $1,200 per guest per night. Money well and excellently spent. Not true. The themed hotel which lets you spend a few nights above a spaceship in a galaxy far, far away, open spring 2022. I'm saving my money now. Per sfgate.com, the idea is that you're staying on a luxury space cruise. So the immersive uh, that the hotel's windows look out into space and that you'll leave the property, that you'll never leave the property unless it's to board a transportation to Batu. Let's keep going. Nice Batu is a very uh, niche spot in Star Wars. The land where Star Wars Galaxy's Edge takes place. Admission to Hollywood Studios is included in the price, as is all of your food and non-alcoholic beverages. The second one sounds amazing. I think we're gonna do a little. I think we're gonna do a little role playing here. <laughs> all right, let's go. Okay, they didn't even. It's they racist didn't even if you put ask this me about the chicken. By the way, it is incredibly that? racist if you ask me how much I want the press for chicken button. Don't do it. Do not do it, Kev. Oh, I won't. I won't. <laughs> kidding, I I, I am using it as a as a. Well, if I wanted to, I would. But <laughs> I couple things, and they didn't. They are so feeling themselves at at uh, at Disney in Star Wars. And that whole big amusement park industry mm-hmm. that they don't even put in fine print. The last sentence that you read, admission to Hollywood Studios is included in the price, as is all of your food and non, non-alcoholic beverages. Hey, you ain't supposed to be drinking on no Starship, no, no Star Destroyer, no way. Man... Vader I, wouldn't allow no drinking on Star Destroyer. Yeah, you know what? If he wants to pay five grand, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing that is the stuff of utter nightmares more than spending five large, booze not included, to hang out with a hotel full of MAGA nerds. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Now you just wait. <laughs> Hold on a minute. I'm not accepting this. I would not pay $5,000 for this, just to be clear to you in the audience. However, are you on the guest list? Though, I'm going to and listen. If, if someone was like, yo, track, you know what I mean? I was one of the hundred people that bought one of your albums. Mm-hmm. I want to put you onto this, this ship. I'm like, bam, let's do it today. You know what I mean? You know why you wouldn't do bam? Like that, because what? the Star Wars, what is it called? Galaxy's Crevice. What is it called? <laughs> Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Star, Crevice. Gal- Galactic Star Cruiser. You would not, the Galactic Star Cruiser does not have a press for chicken <laughs> button. <laughs> uh, but. I'm accepting the press for chicken button under one condition. Okay. If Dave Chappelle's character <laughs> speaks every time you press it. And says, chicken. <laughs> or that, you know, chicken's on the deck. <laughs> that that whistle. I'm like, yo. Oh. This is horrible. And I'm not going to it. But there you go. It's made it worthwhile for for way more people than it should be worthwhile for. I I am nothing if not a man who appreciates a good value. It's $154 per night. And you get $139 worth of chicken. And you know mm-hmm. you know that the back office is not being very stringent with the limit on chicken. They're going to throw a couple extra breasts and thighs in there for you. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But effectively on the books, that's like a $15 hotel stay. 
So compared to the the Star Wars Galaxy Ass Crack Hotel, you could <laughs> literally fly to London mm-hmm. to enjoy the exquisite KFC themed hotel, pop up hotel. Here's the problem, though, and I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for I'm all for it. Look, I'm never paying four thousand, five thousand dollars to stay. Don't know Star Wars. I just watch the shows. So I'm, I'm into that. But you only stay at the KFC joint for one night, though. One night. Yeah. Per one. Also, and it's two people only. Correct? Did I read that correct? Yeah. A word. So y'all gonna eat? $278 worth of chicken in one night and one like for real is that what we doing we just well that's the whole point that's the we, we catching diabetes over the weekend for the hell a, of it that's what we doing there are no design flaws everything in the room is a napkin after you eat after you eat that much chicken are you do you really want to stay in that room anymore than one night like, do you even no. want to have to? Do you even want to have to face housekeeping the next day? They the walk into that bathroom. Ex- exactly. <laughs> Just the level of fart going on in that short. Like, yo, no, yo, two hundred seventy-eight dollars worth of chicken between two people. We're not KFC chicken. Ain't it's like ten dollars for like twenty-four pieces of chicken. Like, what? How much chicken are we supposed to eat? Oh, it's, it's time period. What are we doing? The cold right? thing will be the cold thing will be is if if um, you know sometimes in different countries the fast food is different. Yes. Oh man, don't do this. Yeah, don't do it, Kev. Oh man, he's, like, just, <laughs> he's made it so much worse. <laughs> You're in England. Who knows? Is it oh. Kentucky baked chicken? Oh. <laughs> You know what, man? Because it's it's unfair. It's unfair <laughs> because America does not care about you. the United States does not care about your health. No. So we pour in all the butter, all the grease, all the salt right there on that chicken. But see, other countries might have some mild concern for mm. whether your heart explodes. So they're gonna cook it, you know, with some within some reason. But I don't want that reason. Not if I'm eating two hundred and seventy-eight dollars worth. Yes. I need all of that. The, bi- the biscuits it. gotta have extra, but they gotta do do yeah. this. I need all the fat, son. I want a deep fried and breaded Subway tuna. <laughs> right? Cares about my health. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm walking out of there and walking right to the cemetery. Oh. Oh what's, my god! So what? So what's your case for this five thousand dollars? And and it's not. It's gonna be. Yeah, it's come on, man. Ain't nobody doing that. I mean, I'm not doing that. But y'all, I, I'd be interested to see how well put together. Like I do a walkthrough for like a hundred bucks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I just want to see how detailed it is. Yeah. If that and joint looked that- like, you know. <laughs> like it's paper mache on the wall. <laughs> like I'm be like, yo, what? Well, that's Why? the thing. You're supposed to be looking out into space, which means what? It's not like a hotel with beautiful views of the ocean or whatever. You're literally going to be looking into a blackout. You acting curve. like somebody ain't just pay a billion dollars to fly up, look, and fall back down. <laughs> <laughs> two people just did. <laughs> so what? What you talking about? Like two people literally just pay billions of dollars to be like, oh snap, space is up there, and then fall right back to the earth. Like ain't no big, big deal. That's like like every kid who's ever jumped on a trampoline and pretended they were flying. That's what that's what those guys did. <laughs> that's what they just did, yo. It was like we burned a billion dollars worth of fuel doing it. Ooh. <laughs> so nah sitting in a room that that looks like you in space seems perfectly normal for five thousand dollars at this at this point in our human existence that seems beyond normal <laughs> <laughs> oh dude oh man so yeah so nah hotel suck <laughs> literally literally oh snap that is space <laughs> alright then and then right back to the ground. Fam. <laughs> I could have told you that. I could have told you it was up there, y'all. <laughs> Bought you a telescope. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, whatever. 
I'm sure they had a good time. Yeah. Looked like they did. Couldn't even drink on that joint though, right? I mean, not but, that you would want to, but it's not like they was in like a private jet where they were serving cocktails and chilling. Like you strapped in in a five point harness, staring death in the eye. I'm gonna have the flask point on a me, to point B. I'm gonna have the zero zero gravity flask. Yeah, right here, just the OG flask. It's <laughs> <laughs> like like Archer, like the like the Archer cartoon. <laughs> Uh, with no parts of that. That is that is inhumanely foolish, in my opinion. Lana. <laughs> That's, oh man! All right, what's next on the menu, Kev? Oh, oh I man. didn't even mean that. I didn't even mean to do that. All right, beautiful. Yes, this is Mickey Mouse is going to come. I tell you what, the comments. On the this comments one? on this one would do. You can get some heat this episode. All right. Oh, yes, topic two. The title is This Hero. This Hero. This Patriot put the magic in Magic Kingdom. All right. And it was not Magic Johnson. The reason for this is <laughs> cast member kicks out guest for not for, for hitting the mic during the broadcast. <laughs> cast member kicks out guest for not knowing frozen lyrics. <laughs> Okay, uh, InsideTheMagic.net, how you found your way over to that site, I'm not sure. Bookmark. Players involved are Walt Disney World, Austin Walker, and <laughs> Olaf. All right. <laughs> Fair character, the only, only, well, the second most respectable character on that in that movie. Uh, for the first time in forever. Great, good. See, we're already starting out. All right. <sighs> a Frozen sing-along celebration is a popular show at Disney's Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World. Taking guests into the story of Frozen, cast members lead the audience in an exciting and fun sing-along to popular songs from the first film, including for the first time in forever, Do You Want to Build a Snowman? And of course, Let It Go. Disney guest Austin W. took to TikTok to share a video of himself purposely messing up the lyrics to In Summer, Olaf's iconic song from Frozen, if you've seen the movie or have ever heard the song, when Olaf sings the lyric, winter's a good time to stay in and cuddle, but to me, uh, but put me in summer and I'll be a happy snowman. Well, during the in summer sing-along for the first time in forever, a frozen sing-along celebration, one guest who sat front row shouted out, puddle, at the perfect time, <laughs> grabbing the attention of both Arendelle historians and getting kicked out of the show. <laughs> oh. Oh boy. Okay. I would have gotten this if if I was with him and they tried to kick him out while I was there. Mm -mm. I'd have been scrapping on his behalf. Can't do that to a man. What if he just paid five thousand dollars to stay at that stupid hotel? <laughs> then then he gets kicked out of the he gets kicked out of the frozen show because he's Was trying he to have a little himself? fun. Can't find Was any alcohol. Himself? I don't know. Couldn't, Doesn't matter. Couldn't, couldn't find any alcohol. Number one problem at amusement parks. That's what happens. The difficulty in finding alcohol. That's what. That's why. That's why your uh, your state fair is 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 far superior. Yes, you, you could die at any point could. in time. You definitely could, but you, you will die happy. And depending upon which fair, you will endure the racism just to know where the beer tent is. <laughs> right, the beer tent's over there. Got it. N word. Yes, sure. Where's the beer again? Understood. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, man. No, sir, I would not be attending the rodeo, not after that. However, mm, yeah. thank you for letting me know where the beer tent can is. Can you also tell me where I can get one of those fiery Doritos corn dogs? <laughs> How about the pointlessly large, highly undercooked turkey leg? Is that... What is that? I've it's never undercooked. Done that. That's what it is. 
I've never. Of done course, it. it's well, undercooked. I, done it. I haven't of, done it by myself. Have you ever cooked anything? That turkey, <laughs> that turkey leg is roughly three yards wide. It's got, it's, it's got the circumference of Dom DeLuise. And you think that they're just going to be pumping them joints out? <laughs> they got like a George, they got a George Foreman grill. <laughs> and you expect cooked meat? Come on. Oh my God, yo, why? <laughs> yo. I'm like, yes, $15. I will take the salmonella <laughs> in this small. <laughs> I just remember like trying to share one with my, with, this was when Sarai was young. It was the first time I've ever tried one. And I tried to share one with her and was like, we can't eat this, sweetheart. We can't do it. <laughs> I just, I I get that people survived this, but <laughs> You know the collective diarrhea as a family. I just feel like we shouldn't have it's just like it's all turkey pink. Yeah, right. It's, it's like, pretty, huh? <laughs> right? This is great. Like the outside of this is good. It just eat it's the skin. Just like eat the from, skin, sweetheart. We throwing the rest away. From far away, people think you just got cotton candy, right? But see, now here's the thing, though. If you God, it's so gross on a bone. If <laughs> if you get one of the first ones, though. Uh-huh. You're good. You're Gucci because those are the joints they've been for real cooking for five or six hours. The five or six hours it should take slow cooking it to get right. that to get the, to cook it. But if you like, yeah, and it's also and it's also 135 degrees outside at the at the L.A. <laughs> County Fair. <laughs> oh my gosh, yo! Those fairgrounds are the hottest place on earth in this, when it's hot. Like it's like good. Is there a tree? There are no trees anywhere. We don't even know what trees are. Like there's no shade. You just gotta die. If you don't make it, you don't make it. He stroke tent over there next to the beer tent. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I don't have anything for this, man. How you kick? I, I don't know, man. How you get kicked out? You must have been super tripping. Um, oh, I he did it on it. purpose. It was awesome. Yeah. It was great. Someone had to do it. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, if he would have gotten kicked out in front of me, I would spend the rest of the show. Puddle, puddle, puddle. <laughs> Your poor daughter. Your poor daughter. <laughs> Mommy, where's, where's daddy? <laughs> Daddy got arrested. Daddy found the Daddy found the one place in Disneyland to drink. This is the thing. Daddy got sent to Star Wars jail. <laughs> Everyone, and I can't remember it off the top of my head, but the collect the the collective unification of parents at Disneyland is finding that one restaurant that sells alcohol. Oh, and don't I, you have to be special to get in there or something, though? No, they, they, no, no. But you, you, well, yeah, no. Long story short, no. Oh, I thought you have to be on a list or something to get in there. No, 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 no. Okay. At least maybe not when I was going. Hmm. Um, but yeah, once you find that out, that information spread. Wait, where? I'm sorry. I heard you guys talking about people butt into conversations about where to find alcohol at, right? Don't, don't we? Don't you ain't got to That's the you could not be a budding conversation person, but parents will be like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guys. I, I, I heard you say something about like beer. Where do we find that? <laughs> and then everybody is like hugging, and it's like the, it's the happiest place on earth. Like it becomes the immediately like the happiest, happiest place. Oh, We're all super excited. We're all going that way, kids, you know. <laughs> and then you see them and you wave and you point to like your drink, like. You too, me too. Like, we both did it, right? Yay. You know what I'm saying? You lit? I'm lit too. Like, yeah. I'm annoyed being here, but we're drinking, right? Oh, it's man. It costs too much. They should, lit, they should let people smoke them there. You, you poor I'm kids. Just, listen. <laughs> well, I don't know about let. <laughs> I've definitely been to Disneyland. <laughs> Just drizzle I some. I enough to think some of those those rides were real. 
drizzle some THC butter on that popcorn and just <laughs> not I like I could wait in line forever. <laughs> Look, they're drinking on Pirates of the Caribbean. Why can't we? That's true. You know what I'm saying? There's no equity. There's no equity track. <laughs> None. None. They try to add it to Pirates of the Caribbean by having like the uh women men chasing the women around. And mm. then they had the woman chasing the man around. Yeah, I always thought to, that was cool. Yeah, it was they tried. They, you tried it. <laughs> They've changed that right. They've changed it quite a bit to make it more PC, actually. Yeah, yeah, I heard. Um, yeah. So we were there. We were there actually like a week before they changed it. Like we oh. were, they were talking, people online were saying, you know they're gonna change this, right? We're like some of the last everybody's all excited. And I'm like, dude, where am I? Why how did I end up here having this conversation? Like, oh my God. <laughs> like, somebody take me back to Conga Room to a Scion party so I can feel okay again. <laughs> Did you, though? Did you? No. <laughs> Not a, wait, was it Sai who got kicked out at a Scion party? We always have this conversation. Nobody remembers. That's the point. <laughs> exactly. The story can be whatever we want it to be. It don't matter. But wait, it was one of you. So who got kicked out? I don't think it was me. Okay. But we all ended up outside. Yeah. Of course we did. <laughs> I mean, not eventually, but within that, that <laughs> yeah. period of time. Like, okay, whatever. <laughs> we all escaped. We all, we all ended up outside. Oh, God. Let's not do this. Let's not talk about the Scion parties. <sighs> All right, um, I'm going to uh, put an X on the last last topic because I want to talk about De La Soul okay. um, owning their masters. And it doesn't have to technically be a long conversation, but um, there's a lot of history here. We've talked about some of it on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yo, Kev, just, just from a, I don't know, man, from a working in this industry for as many years as, as we've been involved in it, like what? What was your initial thought on that? Finding finding that out. I know I've read that Quelly jumped the, jumped the gun and wasn't supposed to announce it like that. But all I saw was was a headline or some sort of you know, yeah, headline basically that that Quelly had you know, quote unquote confirmed that that was true. I didn't read anything more about it, so I don't know that there is anything necessarily more to know about it. But um, but yeah, that's all I saw. So. Um, I don't have any particular information about it, but it seems like a positive, a positive thing. Well, it looks to be true. Every, everyone that I know, or that actually that we know that's personally involved or has been at once, uh, per- directly connected to De La Soul is confirming that it's true. I was in shock. Mm. Like, yo, how does this even happen? Like, I didn't, you know, I don't know. It just was like something that uh, on the list of nevers it was a never you know like that's never gonna happen you know perpetuity is written through every contract all written through it before right. you even really understand what it means or how it affects you 20 years down the line right because when you sign in a record contract or any type of i don't know any type of contract but specifically record and entertainment contracts perpetuity pops in there and it becomes like a every attorney i've ever worked with argues that like, yo why is there no limit on this and that is a big pain point in record contract uh negotiations most labels are not t- changing that you know what i'm saying so they upon, got the, well, i guess it depends on your status and they got the whole tommy boy catalog see that's what Everything. i don't know okay that's what i don't know um that's what i can think that's what will be re- re- what will be revealed yeah. but if they did Whoa. Yeah, I mean That's if you listen, if they're happy about it, I think it's dope. Yeah. I but there's I, a, that sounds like a sentence with a but. Th- there is a but simply for the same us if same or similar, if not same thing that I said when we talked about it last, which is if along with handing over their masters, Tommy Boy is also handing over whatever potential liability there is. 
in being able to 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 do something with the work that could be a complication that's probably much more of a mouthful than i'm qualified to 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 say much less speak on but um but yeah i mean you know they haven't been able to do anything with the with the product for however many years right they haven't been able well they haven't been able to do nearly as much with that work that body of work as other artists would have um, with with a legacy that goes back as long as theirs does, you know, a, a fan base and a multi-album positive, 100% positive legacy that they have, you know, they have not been able to to really, seems like they haven't been able to reap the rewards of being able to, um, you know, it's funny that the word we use tends to be to, to exploit that content. Which right, is a crazy right. way to put it, always, right? But that's that's what we say. But um, but yeah. So hopefully they're happy. If they're happy, I'm happy. Um, I I do think there there's probably some questions there. Um, my my cynical uh, take on it, not having thought about it till now, is is that that maybe whoever made the decision on the Tom Boy side, whether it was Tom Silverman or whoever, just said, forget about it. I don't want to deal with it. I want to be out of this completely. Right. You know, you guys want to deal with it. You guys deal with it. You guys want to put it out. You put out. Cause that was, that was um, what I believe it was Mace who was said during that last, um, you know, the during, right before they, everyone boycotted listening to them on streaming services and that whole brouhaha came up. It was, um, it wasn't that, the, the the specific issue they were upset about was that they weren't consulted in how things were going to be rolled out to avoid the same exact sample issues and publishing pitfalls that they, they ran into when they first put the records out. And then, you know, sampling started to become something that was right. the lawyers were paying attention to in a very specific and focused way. So, yeah, man, I mean, you know, it's going to be rough because I also, you know. As soon as all that stuff started happening, I made sure that I had my copies digitized and, you know, that I would be able to listen to them because I, you know, it would it would be really painful to have to listen to something that doesn't have. And this is being right. very selfish, very selfish and very particular. And I'm, I'll say that up front to listen to a product that is not exactly the same as you remember it. Um, right. Because you go back and listen to those records and they're just, they're remarkable. You know what I mean? They're truly remarkable. So it's like going and and looking at, um, like if you've had a, a a collage artist and you have a piece that's been up in your house for your entire life, and all of a sudden you go and look at it and something's missing. That's what I kind of get like in the back of my mind. I'm a little bit like afraid yeah. of. You know? Yeah, all excellent points, it, it, insanely excellent points. Um, my take on it is very similar to you. If they're happy, I'm happy. And it seems to be, you know, as the news was delivered by Quelly, it didn't, it seemed like a, you know, joyous situation. Um, I'm, I'm, I know, you know, look, I know that, that labels are the bad guys a lot of times. I, I understand that. Um, <clears throat> especially when we're more connected to the artist, most of us at least. Some of us know some of these label execs person personally, especially like for those of us that were around when Sound and Color was around and Stone's Throw or whatever. Some of the label execs are our friends, you know? Um, but these conversations aren't really as open and shut as that. There, There are a lot of sample complications that come with records, uh, particularly with the De La Soul records, it's, it's been noted that there have been like a lot of sample issues, the early ones. And, you know, what normally happens is once you get hit for one sample, the the the, the wolves start showing up, right? Everybody sure. starts checking yeah. to find out, okay, well, was my stuff sampled and blah, 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 blah. And, and they, they, they just wanted, they wanted, you know, the, at that time, especially like when, when people hated the, still do, right? Hated, rap sampling and you know the whole thing was to break these artists down and destroy their careers and destroy their record sales so it was very much personal as well as legal right um 
So my, my thing is, one, I didn't consider this until you said it, so I'm kind of running this thought through in my mind, but my thing is this. Just the, the, the straight ownership of the record, to me, um, is a milestone. I'm sure it's happened before, but that I'm just unaware even happens. Like, it would be great for Nas to own his publishing for the first record again. It would be it would, it would be wonderful. It's just something that I just have never or rarely have I ever heard of without a major buy. I mean, I know Taylor Swift has even gone through it, right? Like, you know, I was just going to bring her his, up actually. Yeah, with as much inf, which, with as much money and success as she's had, you know, she went through a a, ma- a master's ownership issue that she couldn't resolve ultimately. Um, having to just or deciding to just play the whole record over again since she owned the the writers, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm just in shock. And I feel like a lot of independent artists, what a label doesn't want to do anything with your record anymore. You know what I'm saying? I don't see the long-term, I mean, I guess I see the long-term value in them owning it if they feel like you're going to be the type of person to work a record forever Maybe one of your songs gets on a Toyota commercial or something to that nature. But I do feel like, just to kind of conclude my random thought on this, with Tommy Boy and Daylight, it's one thing. We're talking a platinum record, uh, a record that is iconic for a period of time and could potentially be used in movies and television and any other type of medium that pays a lot and represents that period of time, right? Yep. For an independent artist that is a low-selling low, a low selling artist, I, I just don't understand perpetuity for owning their record from a label. Mm. I really don't. It, it just doesn't make sense. At, at some point, I, don't, I, don't, I know a record label doesn't, shouldn't give anything, but if a record label has recouped to the maximum and they don't plan on pushing your record, like, what's, my, my question is, like, what's the plan for the record going forward? Just somehow work something out to give it back to the artist. You know? Yeah. I mean, the record made, in some cases, records make made $4,000, like $3,000, like whatever, just giving the record back after 20 years or 15 or whatever. But that that's my that's my whole thought on this. I'm hoping that this becomes somewhat of a norm for smaller uh, artists. Just, just, okay, let them have a record back and, and let them work the record at that point. Yeah, so, um, you know, and, and everything, <laughs> everything goes in cycles, right? And, right. and everything happens for a reason. I, you know, you can go back and wonder. Uh, and I say this again. What I just said is that now, meeting the De La Soul record and discovering it when when it, when everyone did, but at that point in my life, and then having progressed as a DJ, not necessarily in skill level, but just having been DJing and listening to hip hop, listening to music for as long as I have since then, before then, and then since then, all the artists that I discovered that I probably would not have otherwise because of that De La Soul record and so many others like it, whether it was music that the Bomb Squad was doing or Sir Jinx or, you know, mm-hmm. all these other artists that, that, that you know, Tribe. That sampled pretty heavily, um, that much of that would not have happened. And you can't, so that's a unique space that those records hold. And De La, right. you know, De La right. Soul's records were every last one of them, everyone has their own favorite, you know, and has their own memories. And it's, it, you know, a lot of those records at that time, our favorites are based a lot on the experiences that we had while those records were in the tape deck. Right or on the turntable, um, so they're very special to us. But they're also just very special pieces of work in a vacuum, and they they represent a monumental uh, moment in time for hip hop and for music. Um, so looking back, it's like, oh wow, this is especially if you listen to it now. Again, go back and listen to any of those records now. Mm-hmm. If you've mm-hmm. continued to appreciate the music and listen to different kinds of music, because you know, I think as adults, at least for me. I've started to listen to different kinds. I'm not just listening to hip hop like I was back in the day, I, you know, and I, I won't even, you know, it's not to say that, speak negatively of what rap music has become, but I listen to a lot of different kinds of music and, and listening to a De La Soul record, it's it's just bigger to me now. 
it's not they yeah. don't get smaller those records do not get smaller they get bigger because you hear the little things that you didn't recognize or that I didn't recognize before that just were part of the it was one piece of work that was cohesive mm. and unified and it still is but now you're able to sort of tease out all these little pieces that are like wow that record had like 80 <laughs> sample little bits all in it ones. right yeah exactly yeah. you know and so it's a real trip and um yeah i i i i really hope that they're able to to figure out how to how to share that with every new generation of music fan that 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 comes up hopefully they have more power to do that now um mm-hmm. the other side of that argument which i mean not an argument but the, other, the 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 one thing that as you were talking about the music industry the way labels negotiate their deals they've always done it they did it then they probably still do it today hopefully they do it less in the future but they're not going to give you information as an artist they're not going to volunteer information that benefits you no i mean that's just that's that's cold-blooded business right Mm -hmm. like if you're negotiating a deal you're not going to give information that benefits the other party and when you when it comes to artists that's for us, it's very heartbreaking, right? Sure. If they had said, and I don't think they even knew, Tommy Boy, if you get sued for this, that, and the other, this is what's going to happen. Maybe you wouldn't have three feet high and rising. Maybe three feet high and rising never would have existed. Right. So right. the fact that it was allowed to be, you know, the, the, its creation happened. And it became this cornerstone of hip hop, and now they own it. That is certainly a cause for celebration, you know. Just as you brought up Taylor Swift, I mean, dude, I don't particularly care for her music. Mm-hmm. I, I recognize the power of it, um, but when she went back and recorded those those records, I thought that was that was literally the dopest thing that I'd seen an artist do as an artist in a, in a, in a long time, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause she's got people that will ride for her and just listen to that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, that'll, that'll, yeah. yeah. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully down the line, you know, people are, are, are negotiating deals that are structured differently where it is, you know, maybe, you know, cause a lot of times a, a artist, even if it's not in the deal, an artist implicitly knows that they have to hit a certain sales benchmark in order to continue the business relationship, right? Sure. Or the label's just going to drop them or whatever, or move on. Right. Um, the artists should have some sort of power now, especially these days where distribution channels are more disparate, to be able to say, hey, if you want me, not only are you going to cut a check up front, not only is that non-recoupable, but... What what kind of performance are you willing to commit to to maintain, to keep me in a relationship with you as opposed to vice versa? And I think it's starting to happen a little bit, um, you know, just with artists having their own labels and so forth. I think I'm hoping that they're getting a little bit smarter, but I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I, I think I, I haven't heard that, but everything you're saying is kind of a, you know, afterthought for me because it's like, yeah. If the, if I'm, I'm talking independent numbers, if the if the record cracks thirty thousand sales, mm-hmm. then yeah, perpetuity sounds great, right? It, I mean, this is a record that's going to continue to be as, as far as when you look at Spotify. Um, I'm, again, I'm thinking underground independent artists. I'm thinking Blue. I'm thinking um, you know Blue and Exile and and um, Stro Elliott and people like that. Like. These are these are these are people that are just on constant rotation playlists from a time period when people enjoyed these songs, right? So, yeah, if a record cracks thirty thousand or whatever, and I'm talking independent numbers, or of course larger numbers, when you look at your older older numbers that people didn't think were successful, like the Alcoholics at three hundred fifty thousand sales, or Dilated at at a high three fifty, close to gold, uh, four fifty or whatever at the time. Yeah, that's a long term relationship, artist and label. Because when I look at the streaming services, those will those records are going to be listened to, let's argue, till the end of time, right? Uh, but if you're looking at people that are 10,000 and under, 
then I start asking questions. Hey, neither one of us did well on this. Let's let's just let's just wipe this one out. You know what I'm saying? Was it me? Was it you? I don't know. But let's just get out of here. In, in my opinion, but hey, there are and there are definitely I don't know I I can't name any specific examples, but you know if you talk about all musicians on an independent level, not just not just rap, there are definitely label situations where it's like, hey, I love your stuff. Let's put something out together and um, see what what happens and you maintain ownership of the project and it's yeah. not it's not it, it's it's very few and far between but but you know what happens and hopefully that that dynamic is becomes a little bit more prevalent especially when the situation like you're saying is is totally warranted you know yeah. hey man if you're going to come if you're going to come and sign me and, and spend 3 million dollars to to produce the record get me with people that I didn't have contact with otherwise and then put me out on the road and you know, throw the right kind of promotion uh, around the record that I couldn't do otherwise, or that I would have had to maybe even spend more money doing on my own, mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. It's like, hey, I get it, you know. Yeah. Um, but there's so much of what's what's starting to come out, especially with artists selling their their publishing and and questions of ownership becoming a conversation that people are starting to sort of at least have a, a remote understanding of is that the ownership of the masters ends up, um, you know, really being inseparable from the ownership of the artist as a, the, the, the person, you know, which mm-hmm. was Prince's entire beef with Warner. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and, at least now we're not looking at that or people, you know, people in the business aren't all just looking at that. Like these folks are being crybabies. Cause that was the case when Prince got upset. I think a lot of people were just like, this guy's crazy and this and that. It's like, yeah. 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 You know, yeah. That's just how the but, business works. But now we're, we're here right now. We're yeah. here with streaming and now we're here. We're streaming as, as little as it pays up front. Um, those streams add up. And for those that own their music, if you're looking at um, what the label's making off of it, let's say the label's making the same thing as the artist, uh, you know, 0.003 or 0.005. But for De La Mill, you're talking millions of streams on those records. Um, and all of those records are getting millions. Of stre- every record's getting millions of streams. Every single one. So um, these checks are cut every quarter. And if you're streaming is a whole new world you can't negotiate it the same way that you negotiated CD sales and points on mm. CDs and things that you can't, right? Um, we're giving you a penny per, you know, a penny per streamer, but you don't even make a penny per stream. So what, you know what I'm saying? What, how do points work? Is it, you know, okay, I got a 70, 30 split. And then with you, uh, I'm giving you, you know, 5%. Wait, what? How does that even work? We've, we're at a different stage now. When we signed those contracts, we weren't even known. Nobody knew who we were. But now this is a whole new platform, and the world knows us beyond knowing you. To be honest with you, we can still rock on whether your label stays open or not. So I, I think a lot of it, if if anything, I don't think this sparks anything, but I'll say the lowest item I want, the lowest thing or outcome I would want is that streaming payments are renegotiated differently from prior album sell payments. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. These these now that streaming is available, artists are at a different point in their career. I I, I dare use the word fair, although I can I would I know how to argue against the artist in this circumstance as well. But it just seems like okay, this would be a good time to renegotiate. We got a whole new platform. Um, it's we know how to earn from it. Renegotiate and let's go. Yeah, that's the way I see it. And I mean, record, you know, and, and the major record labels, they looked into an abyss when when Napster came along and yep. had to had to recognize that. And I'm not saying they all didn't recognize this, but that the artists were, you know, the key. Mm-hmm. You don't have a record label without having recording artists, um, right? It, which sounds silly to have to say, but but it was, um, you know. I think different kinds of partnerships were formed after that, and hopefully they continue to evolve into more, you know, just just more sensible. You know, to your point, it's like things are changing, and, and Spotify negotiates new deals with these labels. It seems like every other week, so mm-hmm. you know, 
the deals that the art the labels have with the artists should should um should evolve along with those how that happens who knows you know good uh i don't know if it's a good book to read but an interesting book to read was a book called remix by lawrence lessig it's based on this is up from like a decade and a half ago based on sampling and sort of the creative um economy around um yes basically it was based on sampling but borrowing work and that inspiring new work um and he's an attorney and he had he had some interesting takes i don't know if any of it has necessarily i think some of it has actually been incorporated into some of these sample libraries and what you see i don't know what they're i've never used one of those but you know when where you basically have the right to use a sample if you pay whatever the small amount of money is for, for these loops and stuff like that and that's kind of where some of the stuff is headed as well um so you know there are little businesses that in pockets that are popping up that are are filling the void of of where old school sampling kind of left a lot of holes so it'll be interesting yeah. it'll be interesting definitely thank y'all for tuning in man we appreciate y'all rocking with us um you know hopefully uh yeah i mean I ho- that last conversation i think was really important one for us to have on this show um considering that that that's really the basis in a in a sense although we talk about we don't hardly ever talk about music or rap but but generally that's what this show is derived from so um, but yeah, thank y'all for tuning in, man. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. Uh, if you like to catch past episodes of Rap Sucks Radio, you can go to rapsucksradio.com or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. If you if you would like to catch this on your television, you go to BTSN, that is Behind the Scenes Network. What you do is you uh, download the app or channel on your Roku or any of your Amazon Fire devices. Click on that app or channel and we are right there with plenty of other dope content. BTSN, Behind the Scenes Network, we want in. And you can catch us on YouTube Rap Sucks Radio. Um, just remember that you know your your comments will be deleted. I am a comment tyrant, and I don't really care about your opinion. With all that being said, we'll catch y'all next time. I am your homeboy Trek Life, and that is your fam, Kev Dakota. I only sample James Brown and P Funk <laughs> and the Turtles. And we and Turtles, and we are out of here like last year on the count of three. We say peace. One, two. Three. Peace. Peace. We out, y'all.